Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Recap podcast, podcast from the Over the Monster Podcast Network, where we recap the series that just ended, preview the series that's about to start. I'm your host, Keaton DeRocher, joined by Bailey Von Snyder. Bailey, I'm glad I'm not the only one who was just as frustrated as that series. Um, I'm glad I, it's, you know, misery loves company, and so I'm glad you're here. Oh, yes, yes. I, I, I had pre-warned Keaton about, I, I was going to try to not be angry, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I may not be able to stop you because I may encourage it, but... Ooh. <laughs> so let's let's dive on in there. Game one. Yeah. So in game one, we had Waka versus Kluber. Waka pitched once again really, really solidly for the Red Sox. Five innings, two runs, three hits, uh, two walks, three Ks. And then we had a good bullpen game. We had Davis, Strom, Robles, Diekman, and Barnes. Only one earned unearned run from Strom. Uh, Diekman was a little shaky, you know, the base is loaded, but Barnes was able to get that grounder, uh, and then Story really made a nice play for that final out. We had Devers hit a dinger, we had a three-hit game from Bogey, two from uh, Kike and Verdugo, and um, like I was saying, I thought that uh, Waka had a, like a really great game. What were your thoughts on it, Keaton? Yeah, I felt the same. Um, I Every time Waka goes out there, I'm... Mm-hmm like holding my breath a bit because uh, it feels like the success that he's had um, while really great. I'm like, is this sustainable? And then he has sure. another really good outing. Yeah. Uh, and three in a row, certainly a trend. Uh, yeah. It makes me feel better and better every time he goes out there. Yeah. And, and it was just sh- another one to add to the list. Yeah. And I think he's, he has, yeah, it's a one eight eight ERA. Like we could not be asking for more than what he's giving us right now. Yeah. And, um, Although, um, you know, it's not a flashy offense from Tampa Bay, they got some guys that can do some damage. Only giving mm-hmm. up three hits is a really, really solid good. outing. Yeah. Couldn't really ask for much more. 
Yeah. Uh, game <laughs> two, um, which was definitely Oof. the worst. Yes. Uh, Garrett Whitlock getting his much anticipated first career yes. start. Great. Um, uh, his individual start went quite well. Mm-hmm. Uh, four innings pitched, only one hit, no one runs, no walked, seven strikeouts. Uh, that was followed by Davis, Carter Crawford for three whole innings, and mm-hmm. Tyler Danish. Nine shutout innings there, uh, and then we went to the 10th. Uh, Hansa Robles blew it in the 10th after Bobby Dahlbuck was able to get the first hit for the Red Sox in the 10th inning after the Red Sox were no hit for nine when he hit an RBI triple. Um, and then uh, another hit, I think. Now I can't remember. Anyway, Red Sox got two <laughs> runs, and then Hansa Robles gave it all up um, with a little bit of help from Trevor Story with an yeah. error on what could have been the game's final play, extended it, the very next batter, walk-off two-run dinger. Um, boy, they do not get more frustrating than that. First, being no hit for nine innings on a bullpen day, quite frustrating. Yep. Uh, then the high of finally taking the lead, and then the low of blowing it on on an error yeah. and uh, some potential overuse on guys there. But um, what are your thoughts on Whitlock finally used in the bull, uh, in the rotation? What were your thoughts on his start? Yeah, and should he stay there? I I loved it. I mean, granted, it was only four innings pitch, but of course, we're just really trying to ease him into this. And then it is really the nature of starters. Uh, not really going as deep as they once did. Uh, I mean, you can't really one hit, no earned runs, no walks. Like the fact that he just doesn't walk anybody is is crazy to me. So I think there the value, the true value in Whitlock is putting him in that starter role and then potentially extending him out where he could be a, a guy that could go seven if you know they allow it. Yeah, I mean, just the only thing that could have gone better is the length, but you can't really put yeah. that on him as mm-hmm. he was been being used in the bullpen and mm-hmm. hadn't really. I don't think he's got more than two innings um, yet, or maybe yeah. like two and a third in the very first game of the year. Kind of hard to fault him for not being able to go much Absolutely. longer than that. But pitch count looked pretty darn solid too. Mm-hmm. So um, really, it everything was great. Forty eight pitches, thirty three for strikes, no walks, seven strikeouts. I mean, that's everything was so great. And it was uh, – everyone was feeling really good about it right up there until the end. Yeah, even like we said, we talked about uh, Cutter Crawford struggling and then coming in and, you know, three innings, no runs. Like, so he could be ta- rounding a corner. So I feel like as we as we progress and we talk about the bullpen like in game three, but I, there were still some encouraging parts to the bullpen in this three-game series and seeing Crawford come out and pitch well I think was a good thing. Yeah, very good. Particularly after, I mean, um, his first outing was a bit shaky. His second outing was atrocious. And having him not only come out and have a good outing, but have it be a three-inning outing in a high-pressure situation where Mm -hmm. there being no hit and you have to throw (laughs) up zeros, and he did it for three frames, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he has good good stuff. It's really just a a matter of figuring it out and it's like is he going to figure that out at the AAA level or can he figure it out here and i mean three innings of pitch very encouraging so i believe that he could be figuring it out up here and he could be a true value in the pen yeah definitely 
And yeah, and then at least I just want to say one thing. I feel like it it's so hard to blame Robles for like what well one that would have been the arrow would have been the third out, you're out of it type of a situation and then you win the game and he's been just so good all season for the Sox. And then I do like the accountability of Trevor's story. Like he came right out and said like that we lost this game because of me. And that's the kind of attitude that like, you know, fans in Boston really respond to is when a guy can come out and say, you know, it's my fault. So I respected that. Absolutely. Um, I think that's it. I got for game two. Yeah. So for game three today that just ended recently and was a personal Heck for me. I hated it. (laughs) Um, We had uh, Hill versus McClanahan. And um, Hill really didn't, again, it's a deep uh, aspect of going deep. He had four innings pitched, four hits, uh, zero runs, three walks, 1K. It wasn't the greatest start. There were were rough issues to it, but he got out of it. He had four scoreless frames. Um, And then I believed that this was supposed to be a a piggyback game where we were just going to then see Tanner Houck come out. Um, especially knowing that we're not going to have Tanner Houck for the series in Toronto, I found it very interesting that he just didn't come out and maybe even pitch as much as he could right out of it. It was, it was an interesting managed game, I felt. So they bring in Phillips Valdez, and he had his first really rough outing. He got a third of an inning three runs. He didn't really have much help from Brazier. I really thought that that was a a grand slam off of the bat of G-Man Choi, but it wasn't. And then we had Barnes and Diekman. They also gave up runs. Hauk finished off the last um, inning in two-thirds. I really don't know what's going on with this offense. It, I don't know. Are they really missing Tim Hires more than any of us really think? Um, Having these starters really not go more than four innings is it's really it's really interesting to me, especially with like, why are we not building up these pitch counts? So I don't really know how you feel about that, Keaton. Yeah. So I'll start there. Mm-hmm. Um, that one I also find interesting. I think um, there are situations around the league where bullpens are really strong and you don't have to have every starter mm-hmm. go five plus and you can use your bullpen in. Yeah you know, five or so innings. Can't do it every day, though, because then everybody's <laughs> overused. And this is the one thing that Jake and I have talked a ton about on the Red Sea Podcast is that we get to August and September, and there's always usually one or two bullpen guys who have just been completely overworked and they're gassed by the end of the season when you really need them. Uh, we should be in a situation now with uh, the talent in this bullpen where that shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. But if starters keep only going four innings, it's going to happen again. It will. It will. And (laughs) And I don't – go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, and it's not as if the pitch counts are really that high. Like, it was only 62 – I think he had about 62 pitches today. Uh, Hill did. I felt like – I guess it's – you don't really want him to see the third time through the order. But then that just – it's like you're saying. We're just using the bullpen too much, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, and I I think – at, I mean, at some point, like, if you can't, if you're going to see the third time through the order, like, it's going to be inevitable that's going to happen. You got to guys at least let them start mm-hmm. and try and figure it out and maybe get to the fifth at some point yeah. and really kind of like save one, some of these guys here. But it, yeah, I think I, it feels like we're getting to the point now where it's not necessarily like the early season building up mm-hmm. pitch count pieces because. Um, you know, they're stopping guys from 
building up their pitch counts, like you pointed out. Like, yeah, to really we know would what's going see on. him keep going if yeah. So that's something to keep an eye on, um, and then particularly because as um, the follow up is what's going on, you know, with with the bullpen. Um, Deakman finally had some shaky outings. Uh, Barnes mm-hmm. had a couple shaky outings. Uh, Valdez had a shaky outing. Um, it. I'm also kind of confused by just like you were with Tanner House usage. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that tips their hand a bit by not having him piggyback Hill and keep his pitch count built up. I wonder if then after this trip to Toronto, then their intention is to basically flip him in Whitlock then Ooh. and use Hauk as a reliever and just mm. flip their spots in the rotation. It could um, be interesting. Yeah, because I wonder... Games one and two, it, it seemed um, there was a couple chances that they could have turned to Whitlock and it would have helped, and they mm-hmm. just... Obviously, he wasn't available to be turned to. Uh, and it seemed like maybe they need that guy there. Mm-hmm. And obviously... Whitlock, outstanding as a starter. Um, Hauk having a really solid start to the season. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see him get a little bit deeper, too. But uh, maybe that tips their hand there by by not letting him there. But so I guess this is another thing to watch going forward, I guess. Yeah. And then, of course, we also ha- did, we haven't had core because he's he had COVID. So it was uh, the bench coach, um, Venable, making these decisions today. So maybe things would have been a, a little different had Cora been... Um, in charge but again I don't know maybe Cora really is the one that like laid it all out this is what's going to happen today and Venable just sort of went out and did the the game plan Um, we don't know that seems like something that would have been planned out like yeah I I mean at least that like keeping Hauk stretched out Mm -hmm. because now he's going to be what like 10 or 11 days where he's only pitched an inning in two-thirds yeah which is because he's a long gap yeah, because he has the next four off because he's not going to Toronto with the team. So, yeah, that's interesting. Interesting mm-hmm. usage. Um, yeah. Question for you now: mm-hmm. uh, Red Sox offense has not been hot here to start the season. How <sighs> concerned are you? Uh, it's so it's so difficult to just overreact, and even though we all tend to overreact and be concerned so early on, but it's it's been very discouraging. Yeah, we've had, obviously, it's... individual successes, but as a whole, mm-hmm. I haven't really put it together. Yeah, it feels like there, there's like a... That was the problem with, you know, the ALCS, is they just went into this rut, and it's almost like this this offensive rut is just continuing with them. They'll have a game where they're really great, then, like, no hit for nine innings, and also haven't had JD in the lineup. He will be traveling to Toronto, so hopefully he's back up in the lineup. But um, but I don't know. It's 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 tough. I just felt like they haven't really been putting their best lineups out there either for this series. And this series, I mean, it's early, but every game counts. Like you need to win these games. Yeah, especially if this division ends up being as tight as we all anticipate yes. it to be, then these these early games do end up meaning a lot in mm-hmm. the long run. For sure. Who was your MVP of the series? Yeah, I went, um, you know, I, I noticed that you picked somebody that wasn't a Red Sox. I, I'll do that in the future when the Red Sox aren't great. But I went with I went with Waka. I thought he had the uh, best, uh, you know, he went five innings, you know, and I, he just really showed us how well he's doing and he's continuing to pitch well. So, I mean, I gave the I gave the nod to him. That's fair. And 
Sometimes, uh, you know, it's not fun, but got to give it to to an opponent. And Wander Franco just Ugh. still owns the Red Sox. I, so that's going to be fun to deal with for a decade. Yeah, he's too good. And it's unfair. Like when he made that play, pretty much almost like in the left field foul territory coming from yeah. short. I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just in every conceivable way, he is just stopping the Red Sox from succeeding and that is mm-hmm. quite frustrating to watch. So Yeah. Can only hope he gets traded here eventually. But Yeah, that would be lovely. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and preview the four game series against the Blue Jays. All right, you are up to the minute standings in Major League Baseball. The Blue Jays are on top at 10 and 5. Second place is the Yankees at 10 and 6. The Blue Jays in third at 9 and 7. The Red Sox in fourth, three and a half back at 7 and 9. And the Blue Jays are in fourth, not the Blue Jays, the Orioles, uh, at 6 and 9. Four games back of the Blue Jays is what I meant to say. <laughs> All right, uh, pitching matchups for this four-game series. We have Game One: Evaldi versus Barrios. Game Two: Pavetta versus Gausman. Game Three: Walker versus Stripling. Game Four is currently to be determined for the Red Sox, but it would appear that uh, Whitlock could line up for his mm-hmm. second start there against Alec Manoa. How do we feel about those matchups? Ooh, I, I went with a split. Um, but now that I'm looking at it, I'm thinking maybe not a split. We might easily lose three of these games. I feel confident. I really do. I feel confident with Evaldi. Uh, I think they'll definitely probably be able to win that game. Pavetta, which Pavetta is going to show up. So, and Gosman, we saw how great Gosman was against us last time. Um, Stripling, um, you know, not a, not a big fan of Stripling. So, I mean, they could win. Uh, they could actually win too. I think they might be able to take the Avaldi uh, start and the the Waka start, um, and then yeah, hope to see Whitlock back in the starting rotation. But Alec Manoa is very very good, so that could be a very tricky one, especially if he doesn't go that deep. Yep, um, my prediction was three one mm-hmm. for the Jays because my initial thought when seeing this was I don't feel great about those matchups. Basically, I feel like the Evaldi brios one could be a toss-up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't feel great about Pavetta. And then I feel like it really depends on who goes against Manoa. Um, yeah. Even if it is Whitlock, though, Manoa's really freaking good. So that yeah. also feels like a toss-up. And then just the way the Red Sox offense is going, it feels like those toss-ups uh, are uphill battles. So I just... Yeah. Uh, pessimism getting the best of me there. But... Um, you know, as you noted before we started <laughs> this recording, uh, the Red Sox very easily could have walked away from the series uh, against Tampa with a sweep. Yeah. But didn't, mm-hmm. which is a silver lining, something to be, you know, like a little bit of momentum early in the season. They did not play very well at all, but still were in every game, could have had a, a much better outcome. Yes. So maybe that's the springboard they need going into a nice big four-game series against the Blue Jays here, which is going to be a very tough, tough series. Um, yeah, especially since we don't know outside of, you know, we know Hulk won't be there, but we don't really know for sure who else isn't going to be there to help us. Yeah. So we don't really know what the lineup is going to look like. It's going to be, it's going to be a struggle. The Red Sox are already at a disadvantage because, like, the Blue Jays are really, really good. But then it's an extra disadvantage just because we're not going to have certain players there to help. Yep. Definitely. Uh, as far as the bats go for Toronto lineup, they are rolling out per roster resource. 
Uh, George Springer leading off, Boba Shett, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Zach Collins has now made his way into the lineup. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., Matt Chapman, Alejandro Kirk, Rymo Tapia, and Santiago Espinal. Um, Zach Collins is the one that I want to talk about a little bit here because uh, he is now on just a massive heater. Mm. Played his way into the lineup, now um, has three homers hitting 313 as their designated hitter. Mm. Um, that adds a little bit more depth to the top of this lineup that was already um, pretty darn loaded. Yeah. How do we feel about just this lineup in general, seeing them? I mean, we already saw them once, but see, seeing them again yeah. now with, uh, you know, another threat here, another power threat. Yeah, seeing them at home also in Rogers Center. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, this this lineup really is stacked. That is like a solid one, two, three, four, five. Like I say, the the top five is really is potential, especially with how you talked about how well Zach Collins has been playing. I think it it dips down a little bit when you get to Chapman, Kirk, Tapia, and Espinel. I mean, any of the those guys are also solid major league baseball players, but they're not as you know threat. They're not much of a threat as the the top five of this lineup is. So, and and you're saying it's tough to get through five, you know. But um, and then yeah, Matt Chapman, I think is just. It was a good trade, uh, but I think it's he's like a glove first, so he's going to kill us on yep. defense. But um, but yeah, so I mean, this lineup's tough. It, it's going to be tough. But uh, I like, at least I said, for the most part, I was leaning. I said 2-2. I'm still thinking 2-2, especially because I think if we get a really good start from Waka, I think we're going to get a good Evaldi start and a good Waka start, so we'll be able to get a split. A split would be lovely against a team as good as Toronto, but we'll, we'll find out yep. soon enough. Split would be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is your prediction for MVP? Um, yeah, I, I went with Evaldi. I think he's going to really, because he's been, he hasn't been, he hasn't been as great as he was last year to this point, but I think that this game could be like a true turning point for him and he can start to get more into the, you know, the, the ace type that he was, you know, being one of the best pitchers in all of baseball in 2021. So I think this could be uh, a turning point for him. So I'm excited to see him throw the ball. Yeah, I also think that lines up well with him going in game one and can really mm-hmm. kind of hopefully push the momentum for the rest of the series there as well. Uh, I went with Bogarts because I'm really mm-hmm. hoping that the offense kind of jumpstarts themselves. Be great. here. Oh, something we didn't talk about. Um, Trevor Story now hitting a leadoff, at least yes. uh, with oh, the reshuffle. Right. What do you think about Story hitting leadoff? I like it. I, I felt like we came out of the gate well today. I thought that they were going to continue that, but then – McClanahan figured it out and you know took them into the into the seventh inning and um, I like it I think he's been solid up there he has a lot of really good speed Um, so we'll see we'll see Uh, I so far so good I I I like it how about you same Uh, Pat for 2020 and 2021 I wrote an article at OTM on who I thought should be the person to lead Mm -hmm. off uh, and it never ended up being the person that actually let off (laughs) (laughs) so um, maybe my opinion isn't all that bright on the topic but I agree. I really like the fit with mm-hmm. the speed, and hopefully that helps him jumpstart his bat, having um, you know Devers and Bogarts and the rest batting behind him. Yeah. Uh, he, he should just see a whole bunch of stuff to hit, and that, that gets him going. Mm-hmm. I like it. Thanks for listening. Uh, we have some other great pods on the Over the Monster podcast network. Matt and Brian do the Over the Monster podcast. Uh, Jake and I do the Red Seat Bob does the Socks on Deck podcast with a rotating cast of co-hosts there. Um, so take a look. I believe the uh, On Deck 
pod. Uh, they just recorded one, so there should be a new one dropping in your feed if it hasn't already. Um, take a look for that. Uh, you can find us both at the overthemonster.com website. Um, anything to, to promote there or elsewhere? Yeah, um, no, just I got uh, so many pods. So at Frawline89, you can see in my bio, all my pods are there. If you like movies, you like TV, you like baseball, I talk about all those things. So just uh, have a listen, please. Fantastic. You can also find me on Twitter at SpokenKeats. Thanks for listening. We will be back with you later in the week to recap the series against Toronto and preview whoever's up next. I already forgot. So keep an eye out for that one.